Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to A Moment with the Colonel. Hello, everyone, and 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Moment with the Colonel. It is I, Pastor Colonel from Seed Time Harvest Ministries. And Chuck, I'm going to put you back on. Look at that beautiful Alaskan uh, background. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that beautiful? I love Alaska. My son lives there, he and his wife. And Chuck, you're so fortunate. And when we were setting up today on the camera, I could see the sunshine coming through your your uh, window. So are you at 24-hour sun yet? We're getting uh, sunshine now. Not yet. As soon as we get near June 21st, which is the summer solstice, then it will be daylight 24 hours a day. Very good. Well, Chuck, you did a wonderful job. Thank you so much for doing the intro. As Chuck mentioned tonight, uh, we've got a very sad day, even though it is Resurrection Sunday, the the resurrection of Jesus after the Passover week of Friday. Uh, Sister Deanna's mom just passed away just a few hours ago. And we're joined tonight on Mix All Our Witness Project with Greg and Steve. Welcome, guys. I hope that you can connect with us somehow to talk. I think that we may allow one of these guys to close out tonight in prayer. But uh, please keep the family of Deanna in prayer. Uh, you know, funerals can be a place of healing and reconciliation uh, because people's hearts are prepared. They're softened by the death of a loved one. And not saying Sister Dana needs healing or anything like that, but th- just the family can, if there's any kind of reconciliation, and most families need some reconciliation in them, okay? And not saying, you know, we all have life and life things that happen throughout our years of living. And I just pray that, that the Lord would touch them. And Deanna, we love you and we will be praying for you. We'll pray for you tonight and uh, just know that uh, our hearts go out for you and your family. Well, it is resurrection day, resurrection Sunday in which we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who was the lamb that was slain for the foundation of the world, so that you and I may have access to the Father, that we may be justified, and so that he can live in us and we can live in him, that we can be joined by him. But it's only by the blood of the Lamb that makes that happen. It's the, the blood that washes us and cleanses us in order to be justified by grace, by Christ Jesus. By repenting and believing he is, repenting of our sins, we're believing he is the son of God. Amen. I happened to be out and about this morning and saw Easter bunnies at the entrance of the churches of the door. But where's the empty tomb? I remember one time I was in New York at that great cathedral. I think it's perhaps St. Patrick's or St. something like that. St. somebody's cathedral there in New York City, downtown, beautiful building beautiful and inside and they were showing me all the statues and all the sceneries of the life of Christ to include him on the cross and I said there's only one thing missing the empty tomb where is that how do you draw or how do you paint how do you create a artistic sculpture of an empty tomb I don't know you make a, a cave I guess and with a big stone in front of it it looks like a a big wheel that could maybe be rolled around or something. I don't know. But that seems to be missing in a lot of the walk 
and the talk of Christianity. They, they talk about the cross. They talk about the blood. But Jesus is the resurrection, and God is the resurrection power. The Father is the resurrection power. It's because the Father resurrected him that we have hope in resurrection if we believe in Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, far as I know, unless someone teaches me otherwise, there's no other God that promises a resurrection of everyone. Did you know that? That even sinners will be resurrected in the second resurrection. There's only two resurrections, by the way. There's not three. There's two. One, when Jesus comes again, and two, at the great, right, great white throne judgment is what it's called when the dead, when the, when the sea and the earth uh, give up their, the dead, and they go and they stand before the throne. That's all in Revelation. You can read that. And it's, it's, so there's only two resurrections. There's not one prior to the tribulation. The resurrection happens after the tribulation, okay, when Jesus comes again and defeats Satan. There's no such thing as a pre-tribulation rapture. And it, we have to go through it, my friends, to become better and stronger, to be utilized as an instrument of God's warfare. Amen? So that God can keep his promise that he's going to pour out of his spirit upon all flesh. I've only, you know, to be honest, I, I walk with the Lord. I get into his secret place at times. But I still, when I look at my human side, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm completely sealed of God. And it's not until God pours out. Yes, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. I can operate in all the nine gifts as the Spirit directs. But I don't, I, I, when I examine myself, I'm not sure that I'm 100% filled, overflowing. And I look forward to that day that he pours out because he's going to pour out and it's going to flow over. Amen. Well, not to talk about that, but let's open up in prayer. I just hope that you had a, a wonderful time reflecting back on what God did because he loved you. He loved you first, so therefore you should love him. Because he loved you, he sent his son so that whoever can believe in him, whoever wants to believe in him, and whoever desires to believe in him can be born again, and live life everlasting or live in eternity with him. But Jesus says, if you believe in me, that you, are, he promises you be, to be raised up in the last day. Amen. So all this is possible because God loves you no matter where your walk is right now. If you may be, you may consider yourself the most awful person the most sinful person, that you're not even able to approach God. But see, Jesus, you have to enter at the door, and, and Jesus is the doorway to God. You must enter the sheepfold at the door, and Christ being the door. And then you enter in. You believe. Any other way trying to access in God, you're like a thief, the Scripture says. Any other way trying to access heaven, any other way to access salvation, you're like a thief. You're trying to enter in by bypassing or not coming in through the, the doorway, the gate of the sheepfold. You're considered a thief trying to steal something or trying to get something the wrong way, not the right way. Amen? Well, I can preach, but just reflect back on what Christ did for you in the Father. He loves you in your filth, just like the, the story of the prodigal son. He loves you. Come back to him. 
and let him clothe you. Let him feed you. Let him join you back or into the family. That's what he wants. That's what he needs waiting for you to come to him. But first believe in his son, Christ Jesus, as the son of God. Believe. And then be sorrowful that you are a prodigal of some sort, that you may have sin in your life and living in the, the hog pens, if you will, and eating after the hogs are fed, by the way. You're getting the scraps of the, the hogs. How terrible is that? That's pretty down and out, don't you think? Come out of that. Walk away from it. Get sick of being filthy and come into Christ Jesus. Amen. Wow. Praise God. Let's open up in prayer. Let's get this thing rolling. Before we do, though, I do want to say hello to those who have joined real quick. Wow. We've got quite a few people there. we got Doug and Claudia and uh, Victoria Ware. Wow. So such a pleasure to have you watching tonight. God bless you, sister. What a godly lady. I really think a lot of her. Tanya from Jamaica and Esther from, from Myanmar, Brenda. And April, it's nice to have you again this Sunday evening with us. Praise God. And then on Witness Project, wow, we've got quite a few. Greg, uh, obviously, I know you're there. Thank you. And Deanna, Warrior Bride, I'm not sure who that is. Jesus Gang Gagsta, I guess is how you said it. Melissa Joy, Tanya, and uh, Raymond. It's good to have you. And, And Craig, there you are. And Soldiers of the Cross. And some others that are not mentioned. I don't know. I guess they want their identity private. Big, good church crowd tonight. And so we're just glad to have everybody. Let's just open up. Remember, keep Sister Deanna's family in prayer. Father, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for your loving kindness. And, Lord, we just ask you to move tonight. Lord, we're presenting your word. And, Lord, that they would touch people's hearts so that they may know you, that people will completely surrender to you and come to you in as you direct them, as you draw them near. And Lord, I just thank you. Lord, I ask you to be with Deanna and comfort her and her family, Lord, in this time of mourning and grief, Lord, that there may be healing from the grief. And Lord, that things may be settled properly and, and, and put to rest, if you will, with peace in mind, even though it's a sad day. And Lord, that you would strengthen her in the, in the family, Lord, any provisions that are needed for the family, to, Lord, that you would provide it. Lord, I surrender myself, my heart, my mind to you tonight, that nothing but the anointing be spoken. We give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome. Let's get this thing going. We're still in the book of Acts. Now, we preach the blood. We preach the resurrection. We preach the cross. We preach Christ every week. Okay? So this Easter Flash resurrection Sunday thing is is a common occurrence on a moment with a colonel. We're not going to teach that tonight. We're not going to get into that. We have done it already. We've just went through all the gospels, and the and at least three of the gospels they talked about that. Okay, and we talked about and just by the way, the book of Acts kind of mentions it too. In some of the other books of the Bible, talks of his resurrection. So we're going to be hitting it as we continue studying. But tonight is called the first harvest, Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 21, or excuse me, verse 22. But before we open, let's just kind of get the stage set. Let's just try to get our minds in what's happening, what's going on, so we can understand 
how to how to how to understand the next step in which Peter's getting into. So it was the manifestation of the Holy Ghost to the 120 in the upper room in their place of worship that filled them. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. They waited, so they were waiting because Jesus told them to go to Jerusalem and wait. So they found the upper room and they went in there and they had been waiting for a number of days. They waited on the promise of God that Jesus said that God's going to send you a helper. Go wait and the Father's going to send you someone to help you. So God showed himself by the manifestations of the senses of sight, sound, and touch, feeling. Like they could feel the wind blowing. They could see the effects of the wind blowing. They could hear the effects of wind. And they saw the flame on the people's heads. Remember? So at least three said they didn't taste anything, but they had some of the other senses available. The message of God cannot, we got to get this down. We've got to understand this. The message of God should not or cannot be received without the manifestations of God. You can't sell God to people. You can't pitch them Christ. You have to have a manifestation of God by the Holy Spirit through his people when talking about God. And we're going to see that these manifestations happen first, and then the message occurred later. And then the baptisms, and then the building through the Holy Ghost happened, right? It's very difficult to share the gospel with, with an effective message where people's hearts are changed without the manifestations of God. And it's really difficult here doing it on live video streaming when there's like no one in my presence. This is an empty studio. It's just me. And then I got Chuck in Alaska, and then the Witness Project people are all over the world, literally. But they're not on the video. So I'm in the studio by myself trying to engineer everything, and Chuck's helping me with a little bit, and he's in uh, his location. So the whole point is to wait on God until there's a manifestation of God. When the power comes upon you, then you go forth with the message. And I think. We have re-engineered that process around the way we do church. I talk about this often, the way we do church. We do church very well. But see, the first church service didn't go that way. There was no, I don't think there was any, there's no recorded information about music, but they were waiting on God, they were praying. Because remember, Peter was praying, and then, then he, he, he felt this urgency. We got to replace Judas with Matthias. Right, and then they begin to pray again and waiting on God, and then the, and then at the the uh, at the weeks of feast, first fruits, the weeks of first fruits was is the day of Pentecost. Okay, so it was God who manifested Himself by the Holy Ghost through His people that non-believers perceived God in their senses. They were able to experience God by sight sound in feeling they felt the commotion they they saw it they witnessed what was going on which drew them to a place to hear the message peter's message of joel chapter 2 and and the jesus as and jesus as the son of god would had had no power unless god had 
had man, hadn't manifested himself to validate the scriptures. Remember, they had the upper room experience and people standing outside who were bringing in, I think, their first fruits to bring it into the temple to honor God because it's the week of feast or the week of first fruits. They were, they were in the town at a holiday time that they traditionally celebrated. So they came from far away from every nation under heaven, according to Scripture, to give their first fruit to God, to honor him. All right? Because it's the Feast of the Weeks. It's the First Fruits uh, Festival. It's the day of Pentecost. And so it was great timing on God to tell the Jews what was going on. But the but they were there, and they witnessed what was happening up there in that apartment building, the upper room, if you will. It had no. It, if Peter had done that with the Holy Ghost, it would have had no effect. They would have probably stoned him or or chased him out of town or something. We must work through the Holy Ghost in the manifestation of God's Spirit and the testimony of Jesus so that people are drawn toward or are drawn to God. It's difficult to do it with just a message without some kind of fire of God upon you. Is it not? It's difficult. These people were devout Jews, according to scriptures. They were no different than the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Sanhedrins and all the Herodians and all the people that made up this religion. They were part of it. You cannot convince people who are religious to follow Christ without the power of God upon you. Period. Amen? The manifestation of God is incomplete without the message of Jesus. You can have, look, this is why I think a lot of these movements fail. Oh, look at the gold falling from the ceiling, or look at this glory cloud coming down, or look at these jewels, or look at this, these feathers, or whatever. Look at these people laughing or falling out in the spirit. That's great. And they go to see the signs. They go to, to experience God in this way. But the problem is the movement moves on. It leaves and it doesn't come back. And I can't help but think perhaps that the reason it may do this is because through all this movement, we, we stir up the things of God and we experience it, but we leave out the message of Jesus Christ as the Son of God. It was that movement in that upper room that drew the 3,000 people to him. But Peter had to preach the message. First, he explained what was going on in Joel chapter 2. This is, what it, this is what just happened, the fulfillment of Joel chapter 2, verse 28. I'll pour it out of my spirit upon all flesh, remember? And we went through all that entire chapter last week. You need to go to last week's message. It was very powerful, very ex, you know, a lot of explanation about what was going on in the last days. That's why his, his spirit is not going to be poured out into the last days, if you read that entire chapter of Joel. This is just, yeah, we're in the last days, and they were in the last days. That was the beginning. I'm talking about when it gets closer to the coming of Christ. It is the message. Jesus is the message. He's the, you know, the, the message of Jesus, or the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy, according to Scripture. But 
the message, Christ Jesus, for which people believe can come to God. You can't come to God unless they have the message in which to believe in. They believe the message, Christ, Christ crucified, resurrected. That's the message, crucified and resurrected because he's the resurrection and God is the resurrection power. Let's continue. So we talked about Peter's revelation of what Jesus had told him prior to his ascension. So remember, they were waiting in the upper room. Peter reminded the 120 people with him why they were there. Verse 5 of, of uh, in verse 5, it said here, it said, John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. This is Peter quoting Jesus when Jesus had, had res, was resurrected and was in the midst in the flesh of the people. And he spoke this to them. He was reminding them what was, Peter was reminding the 120 what was about to happen. Verse 8, it continues, but you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You got belief, but you have no power. That goes to my point. Power, and you shall witness to or witness of me or to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. You're going to be messengers everywhere you go. Most people are very transit. They have a car, and they can travel on a full tank of gas and go at least, you know, two or 300 miles. We all have that. Most of us have that ability. Most of us may have the ability to get on an airliner and fly anywhere in the world, which I've done. And I think many of you have been to foreign lands and other states and other countries and different things. And when we travel, do we bring the message? Are we in that power to deliver a message? We need to, you know, it, it may not be time for that, but I mean, we need to be doing this. But here's, here's Jesus telling them that you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So you can't have the power to bring in a harvest until you have the Holy Ghost. You can't have you you can't be effective in the message without the Holy Ghost because there's no signs and wonders. And you shall witness, you shall excuse me, you shall be a witness to me. You, you're going to be able to talk about me because it's power. Because I'm going to like this is what I do when I train. I said I'll show you that Jesus is real. Let me minister healing or deliverance to you and see what happens. And if, and if God moves upon you, it's time for you to believe that his son is the one that's doing this. It's Christ in me that enables me to have this power. So not only in their local, in Jerusalem, but in Judea, a neighboring city, Samaria, another neighboring state, and to the ends of the earth. So wherever you travel, you and I should have this Holy Ghost power so that we can be a witness to Christ Jesus with signs and wonders following. The upper room had approximately 120 people the size of a company, an infantry company, or any company in the military, where they waited as directed by Jesus. They went there and waited. It was like a company. They cast lots for the 12th disciple, where Matthias was selected to fulfill the scripture of Psalm 109, verse 8. Let another take his office, referring to Judas. Take Judas's position. Let another. So that's why they did that. And you can read that in Psalm 109, especially verse 8. 
The day of Pentecost, or also known as the Feast of the Weeks or the Feast of the Harvest, I like the Feast of the Harvest or First Fruits. For, that, that's my two. That, to me, that seems very clearly to me, Feast of the Harvest or First Fruits. That's what Pentecost is. Pentecost fell on that Jewish holiday, approximately 50 days after the Passover. Probably that I don't know this for sure, but it's probably when they were able to actually leave Egypt to gather everything to be able to travel out of Egypt. It took them probably about 50 days. I don't know that for sure. I have to research that. But I can see why they celebrated. Feast of the Weeks or First Fruits is celebrated because it was the giving of the law. That's why they celebrated it. So sometime after they left Egypt and crossed over the Red Sea, they went into the mountain, and God gave Moses the law right up there on Mount Sinai, I believe. And he came down and gave them the Ten Commandments. And they had fallen in idolatry and other perverse behaviors. But they got the law. Think of Christ being the law fulfilled. The new law. His commandments are like the new law. They succeed or they succeed the previous laws. And his biggest thing is to love and forgive. Love and forgive. Love and forgive. That's basically his law. If you have all the – basically the Ten Commandments is all about don't do this. If, you, if you're doing this, you don't have love. If you're lying, you may not have love. If you're – Loving another God or having idolatry, or if you're forsaking God in any way, chances are you don't love God. If you're committing any kind of sexual perversion, chances are you don't have love to God for staying pure until you're married or toward your spouse and and so forth so on. Committing murder. (laughs) There's no love in that. I can go on and on and on. Right? Coveting. Desiring something of your neighbor. That's not love towards your neighbor if you're trying to go after his wife or something or get something of his possessions, which leads into stealing, cheating, and lying, deceit, and all these things. See, the the law is really based around you shall not do these things. Basically, stop doing these things because you need to love first and foremost. Love your God with all your heart, with all your mind, all your soul. And, by the way, You need to take care of your neighbors just like you take care of yourself. It's all about love. So the instructions of God to his people was the law. It's like a form of Christ. He gave them a form of Christ in in that law. It was a time for people to offer the best they had before God in forms of their first male child, basically. The, The male child was considered like the first fruit. Christ is the first fruit of God, and if you're born again, you're like a first fruit of Christ. That's scripture. Therefore, when there's a harvest, it's like the first harvest, the harvest of the season. Look, there's going to be a great, great celebration when there's a great harvest, the end days. Pray for the laborers, or excuse me, pray to the master of the harvest so there are more laborers because laborers are few, right? 
So let's talk about what happened in the upper room. We're leading up to why, where Peter is, is beginning to preach. This is called the, the, the first harvest, the first revival message, the first sermon preached. Okay, this is it. Happened on the, the first harvest day. So first of all, there came a sound from heaven. I don't know if it was from the atmosphere, from the second heaven, or third heaven, or all of the above. There came a sound from heaven, like a mighty wind blowing, or a rushing mighty wind, the scripture says. Okay, so a sound, so they heard, then they rushing mighty wind, they felt the wind, and then it filled the entire house where they were sitting. They were sitting, and it filled it. It just came in there, I, I don't know, like a, a big windstorm, so I suppose. I don't know. It wasn't there. But just try to imagine what was going on in that apartment up there, that upper room. So the Holy Ghost sounds like a wind. The Holy Ghost moves like the wind. The Holy Ghost fills everything in its presence. It filled the entire room. And guess what? It filled them too. Everything that it went in, it says, I'm going in that room, it sounded like a wind. He came in so quick, it sounded like the wind. It blew everything, blew their hair, blew their, their clothes, and, and it filled the room, and it filled them. Filled the entire house. It filled all who were there. We are like a house. Think of us. We are like a house where the Holy Spirit lives or where God lives, both literally, physically, and spiritually, we are a form of a house. So I like to think of this message when it, when it filled the entire house, it filled the entire room. It filled not only that room, but it filled the rooms of their hearts, the chambers of their heart, the, the, the place of their, the, the dwelling place of their spirit and soul. It filled the entire place. Check this out. It appeared on them a divided flame like tongues of fire sitting on their heads. Now, I wonder if they could feel that flame. I, they didn't say they got burned, but there was this fire upon their head, this flaming fire upon their head, and it was split, I suppose, and it sat on each one of them. Upon their head, it sat upon there. So they saw the flame, they saw the effects of the wind, then they saw the flame. Who was it? Was it Jeremiah says? I can't, I tried not to speak the name of God or the word of God, but it's driving me crazy. I can't do it because it's shut up in my bones. I got to say something about him. This is what happens when you have the, the fire of God. You have the testimony of Jesus Christ. It gets shut up in your bones. And if you try to hold it back, it about drives you crazy. You can't resist. You must release it because that's the will and purpose of God. When we are filled with the Holy Ghost, we receive the fire of God, righteous fire. Let's look at Hebrews 12, 29. For our God is a consuming fire. Lord, consume me with your fire and burn up every piece of unrighteousness that I may have. Deuteronomy 4, 24, for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. 
When you look in the eyes of Jesus, his eyes are like a flame. You see his soul. It's the, his soul, his consciousness is the consciousness of God when you look into his eyes. What's the scripture says? The eyes are the, the light of men. Is that what the scripture says? Something to that effect? You can tell what a person's soul is by their eyes. And when you look at Christ, according to Scripture, his eyes are like burning fire. One thing, he's jealous. If you're messing around with something you're not supposed to be messing around with, he can get anger. He can be jealous. He doesn't want you doing that. So he brings correction. Don't be doing that. Have you ever seen a a girlfriend and boyfriend or husband and wife have jealousy? Don't you be going near that person. You don't need to be talking to that person. You don't need to be going there. You don't need to do that. They're bringing correction because they're jealous. Trying to tell you what they want and how they want you because they love you and they don't want to share you with anybody. Jesus doesn't want to share you with any other God or any other thing that you may love more than him. And woe to those who see that jealous fire burning in his eyes. Hope you never experienced that. John 4, 24, God is a spirit. He's a spirit and he's a consuming fire. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Look, you can dance around on the floor singing your praise songs all day long. with That little turn, hopping dance that they do now, calisthenics and praising. Look, if there is no spirit in that and truth in what you're doing, unless you're just performing because that's the cool thing to do now, the way we worship. These trends, man, are crazy. That stuff is sickening to God if there's no spirit and truth in it. If you're going to church just to be going and you're not worshiping him in spirit and truth, why go? Because he doesn't like it. You're better off finding him in the secret place than you are wasting your time with that stuff. In the upper room, they waited on God, and they prayed and asked him to come, and they waited patiently, and he sent his Holy Spirit. So they were filled with the – so the 120, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They began to speak in another language. The Holy Ghost gave them the words – And languages to speak because they were people from all over the world, basically, who came there during this uh, holiday, Jewish holiday of the first fruits or the feast of the weeks to give to God. First fruits. So when the invisible Holy Ghost is manifested, it appears, because it's invisible, the Holy Ghost appears through the elements. So the wind is an element, is it not? And of the senses. Is fire not an element? Wind, fire, and earth, those are elements, right? And the senses, sight, touch, feel, taste, hearing, listening. That's how he manifested. He manifested through the elements of two, wind and fire, and then another through the senses. He had both. 
Not just one. You remember some people, oh, I feel God. Well, where is he in the elements? Don't 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 see him in the earth, don't see him in the you know, the wind or any the fire or whatever. So these should be some kind of biblical truths that we should look and follow. Senses and elements must go hand in hand in order to show the manifestations. And this is what the false prophet will do. The false prophet will, he'll flatter us, make us feel good. So he'll build our confidence in him. Then he will manifest false signs and wonders through the elements, through your sensations of your physical body and through the elements of of the atmosphere and the earth. Fire will come from heaven. He'll make a statue of the beast talk. You'll hear it. You'll see an intangible object begin to speak. And he flatters, flatters. So the Holy Spirit manifests itself through human, through humans by sight, sound, and various perceptions. Amen. And elements. Jews from many different nations heard the Holy Ghost speaking through the Galilean Jews. So there was the Jews from Galilee. Messages from God. We don't know what was said, but whatever was said, they heard it and they understood it. And was con- they were confused because they knew these people were from Galilee. They weren't from their land. So we had people there from Arabia and Egypt and Macedonia and, or Mesopotamia and, and other places, Crete. Look, they were from all over the world. <clears throat> and they didn't have the language skills. But yet they could understand them. Many were amazed at the works of God. They recognized, man, this has to be of God, because how is this possible? Because it was a miracle. So we see these people, these 120, they're filled with this fire, right, because it's flaming above their head. And they're speaking in these languages, and these people out in the streets are understanding what they're saying. Some perceived the 120 to be drunk in the middle of the day, and I would say, yes, they were drunk on the spiritual new wine because they were a new wine skin. Let's look at Matthew 9:16. No one puts a piece of unshrunken cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment, and the, and the tear is made worse. Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins. Or else the wineskin breaks and the wine spills, and the wineskins are ruined. You know, it takes a lot to make a skin, by the way, a leather container. But they put new wine into the new wineskin. Both are preserved. They were preserved because they were a new wineskin with a new wine. Amen. Mark Mark 2, verse 21. No one sews a piece of unstrucken cloth on an old garment or else the new piece pulls away from the old and their tears are made worse. And no one puts new wine into an old wineskin or else the new wine bursts the wineskins. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wine skins. 
wineskins. Must. How would you like to be a new wineskin tonight? Because if you're a new wineskin, you must receive the new wine. It's a, like a commandment of God. This, if you have this, then, then this must happen. It's an if-then statement. If you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God and truly believe and repent of all your heart, you become a new, a new container, a new vessel that can be filled with this new wine from the Holy Ghost. One more scripture to validate this. Luke 5, 36. Then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the, the new makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. And no one puts new wine into an old wineskin, or else the new wine will burst the wineskin and be spilled, and the wineskin will be ruined. But new wine must, here we go, it must happen, be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. The wine and the skins are preserved. And no one, having drunk old wine, immediately desires new. Oh, boy. If you drink the old stuff, you're not going to want the new stuff. Immediately desires new, or excuse me, no one, having drunk old wine, immediately desires new wine, for he says the old is better. You haven't even tried it yet. <laughs> I, I, I could preach that last statement, but we're not here to do that tonight, so let's move on. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you that they were drunk because they were filled with the new wine of God. Peter explains what had happened according to the scripture so they would have understanding of Joel 2. So here's all these happenings. They were confused. They witnessed all this stuff. And Peter's trying to bring understanding why, what happened to them, so they could understand. The Holy Spirit gave Peter the revelation of Joel chapter 2, verse 28. What they witnessed was the judgment, or excuse me, they, they witnessed the fulfillment of Joel 2, for God pouring out of the Spirit on all flesh. And this is what Peter said. This is, what, this is the only way I can explain it. This is God pouring out of his Spirit on us. You want, that, you want him to pour out of his Spirit on you? So Peter invites them to receive the living God in this new way, but first preaches of Jesus. They may not have known of Jesus because they were in a foreign land, Remember, to the Jews first and then the Gentiles. So perhaps they didn't, maybe they heard rumors of these things of Christ Jesus and heard maybe what happened through, through the information highways of the day. But Jesus wanted to remind them if, in case they didn't hear it. Or excuse me, uh, Peter wanted to remind them of Jesus in case they didn't hear it. So here we are, starting our text tonight. Verse 22, Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 22. This is Peter speaking to these people. Men of Israel, hear these words. I have to say, Jesus of Nazareth, a man certified and attested by God for you, by, for you by the manifestation of miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in front of everyone, in front of you, as you also know and understand. Because you witnessed his doings or heard of his doings, God demonstrated in this in order to attest, to approve, Jesus is the Son of God by these works of God. 
Now, I expanded that scripture to bring understanding, okay? I'm not taking it out of context. I'm just expanding a little bit. Verse 23. The same person who was delivered to men, so Jesus is this person who was turned over the rulers, by the predetermination purpose and the foreknowledge of God. So God knew about this. Jesus knew about it ahead of time. You took by lawless, sinful, corrupt hands. So they took Jesus based on deceit, lies, hate, envy, all these things, crucified and put to death on the cross. This is the same person whom God raised up and freed from the chains of death because he didn't, he was resurrected. He didn't like rot there. Okay. Because it was not possible by God that Jesus should be held in it. We're referring to be held in death. So he resurrected. It wasn't possible for God to allow that. That's why God is the resurrection power and Jesus is the resurrection. Verse 25. For David says concerning Jesus, I foresaw the Lord Jesus always before my face. Stop there. We should all be asking to have an experience like David. I foresaw the Jesus always before my face, for he is beside me at my right hand that I may not be shaken. I guess so. He fights our battles, does he not? This is where we need to be. This is our walk. Have I arrived in that? No. But I know by faith in him fulfilling me with the spirit that I walk in faith and by faith. I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. I trust in him. Therefore, my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope. Because he's going, he's there. You don't have to worry about it, uh, you know. You know he's going to take care of it. For your God will not leave my soul in death or Hades, nor will you allow, or nor will you, God, speaking of God, allow your Holy One, Jesus, to see the corruption of death. His body's not going to decay and rot like men. You have made known to me the ways of life. The ways of life is Christ, just so you know. You have made to know to me, you can say, you You have made, God, you've made known to me your son, or as David put it, the ways of life. You will make me full of Jesus. The scripture says joy in your presence. Look, you get in the presence of God, you're going to get filled with Christ. You're going to get filled of his presence. You will be a changed person if you come into the presence of Christ or the presence of God. You will, you have made me known, or you have made known to me, Jesus. You will make me full of Jesus in your presence, in the presence of God. You will make me. When we get into the presence of God, God allows us to get full of Christ. That's why we must abide under his shadow. That's why we must get into the secret place with him. Amen. Oh, it's good to have Shirley. So nice to have you. Thank you, Brenda. (laughs) 
Yeah, Claudia likes doing calisthenics, and she does like hopping around. I don't so much. I, I like to clap. That's about it. And sometimes I do get excited, but anyway. All right, here we go. Ready for some more? We're pushing along. So Peter continues to speak to these things. Men and brethren, let me speak freely. This is Peter's. Let me just tell you frankly, to you, the patriarch, what the patriarch said. He is, David is dead and buried and in his tomb and is within the city to this day. Well, here's Peter saying, let me just tell you frankly. We know that this David, he's here in the city. We know where he's buried. We know he's still there. His body, his remains are still there. Therefore, David being a, uh, uh, being prophetic in his message, speaking of this Christ, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that the fruit of his body, David's seed, referring to David's reproduction, according to the flesh, you know, that's what, reproduction, that God would raise up the Christ to sit on God's throne or David's throne. He, being David, foreseeing this by God, so God allowed David to see these things, spoke these words concerning the resurrection of Christ, that his, or the, the soul of Jesus, was, would not be left in death or Hades, nor did his flesh see the decay of death. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses because we have seen him to be alive among us. Peter basically said, David foresaw this. He was able to understand this because God showed it to him. And David was speaking of this Christ. But we know Christ is not like dead like David is in the tomb. We saw Christ walking around, participating with us after God raised him up. That's basically what Peter was telling these, this audience of 3,000 people. Verse 33, because Jesus went to God to be ranked at the highest and most powerful level or, of the, or at the right hand of God, sent the Holy Ghost, which we received from the Father as promise. We just got it. This is what God promised because Christ, after he was finished proving to us that he was alive in the flesh, he went, set up, ascended, and, and sat at the right hand of God, and then in return sent the Holy Ghost, the first fruit. God poured out of the Holy Ghost on us, which you just witnessed. So this is Peter saying, God just poured it out upon us, just like we talked about in Joel chapter 2, and you witnessed us operating as a result of him pouring it out by seeing and hearing us speak by its power. For David did not ascend into heaven, but rather he said to himself, the Lord, or speaking of God, said to my Lord Jesus, so this is God saying to Jesus, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know absolutely God made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord, that means king, and Christ, Messiah, king and Messiah. That's what that means. 
Now when they heard this, so Peter just finished preaching. So here it is. Now when they heard this, they were cut to their heart. That means like the heart was touched. They, they, they had understanding. They realized something was truthful about this because Peter used the scripture to talk of Christ. He used Joel. He used David. He used uh, the scriptures that they were aware of because they were devout Jews to explain what had just happened. So when he said, oh, their hearts were touched, well, I want, I got to have this, right? They were cut to hearts because they knew it to be true and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, or the 120, men and brethren, what shall we do being we know this to be true? I expanded that. What should we do about this? How, how do, what, what, what do we need to do next? What, what, is, what are we supposed to do? Now that you told us, show us where we're to go or what we're to do. And this is what Peter said. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remissions of your sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you want the Holy Ghost, you got to repent. Amen? Be baptized in the name of Jesus. Now, remember that we talked about John baptized in the water, okay? But Jesus baptized in the fire and the spirit, spirit and fire, which is what they got. I would rather have the baptism of Jesus Christ, fire and spirit. I'm not saying don't do baptism. If you want to do it, do it. It doesn't hurt anything. For the remission sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repent. You first must repent. Get baptized. And I like to, I know the scripture says, in the name of Jesus, like we do in water baptism. But I think it should say, get baptized in the blood of Jesus. Get completely cleaned up in the spirit. Become born again. That's what I think that scripture really translates to. I know they think you do what John the Baptist did, but I think it's talking about baptizing the blood. So as the scripture says, in water and blood, be baptized in water and blood. That's why I say that, that this says, be baptized in the name of Jesus, but be baptized in, in the blood of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins, so that you're made clean, be able to justify before God, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of the Lord, spoken by Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. For the promise of the Holy Ghost is to you and your children. Whoa. Look, you and your entire family can have this. It's promised to you if you'll repent, completely born again by the cleansing of yourself by the blood of Jesus for the remissions of your sin, by believing in him. You can't be baptized in the blood unless you believe Jesus died for you, and it's his blood that cleanses you. And to all who are far away from here, as many people as the Lord will call. Basically saying it's for everybody because it's the perfect will of God for man to be saved. Is it not? That means everybody. Everybody. It's God's desire. It's his will. We want, you, we want, uh, we want to be in God's will. We want to be saved. That's, that's what he wants. Why not do what God wants? Get born again. Repent of your sins. Baptize in the blood and the water of Christ Jesus. 
be born again, and then get filled with the Holy Ghost. And with many other words, Peter testified, so he continued to talk more that maybe he's not mentioned, but testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Basically, stop being like everybody else and come into conformity of this gospel and this message of Jesus Christ. Then those who gladly received the message of, from Peter or of Peter or of Christ were baptized that day, about 3,000 souls were added with them or with those disciples. They just exponentially grew. I wonder how long it would take. Well, it was probably the men. There was 120, so we know there was women there. How, did, how, how it would take 120 people to baptize 3,000 people? Or were they just baptized by coming clean and remission of sin? I don't really know. Most people believe they were baptized in water. But it doesn't matter. 3,000 souls were added to the group of the 120 that were in the upper room. So 3,120 people. 3,000 people in one day. And they continued. So it's referring to the disciples, referring to the apostles, they and they continued focused and diligent in the apostles' doctrine. That means preaching Jesus of the gospel and adding to the body of Christ. So that's what they did. They preached the gospel so that they could add to this body of Christ and fellowship. That means hanging out with one another, encouraging one another, becoming friends, bonding with one another, praying and fellowshipping with one another. Okay, Bonding in the likeness of Christ, centered are centered family, Christ-centered family, in the breaking of bread and in prayer. So not only did they fellowship, but they prayed together. Then fear of God and the Spirit of the Lord came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Then fear. Now we're talking about the reverence of God, like, whoa, you got to be careful what you do to them because they're of God. And also, one of the spirits of God, one of the spirits of the Lord out of Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, is the fear of God. Because you understand his allness, his awesomeness. He's at all. He's, he's a consuming fire. He's a spirit of a consuming fire or a fire, a, cons, a consuming fire that's spirit. I don't think we can comprehend really what that is. It's so beyond our ability because we're of flesh. But many, because of this fear of God, many wonders and signs were done through these people who were filled with the Holy Ghost. And here's my saying. We don't see very many signs and wonders in the body of Christ, do we? Well, because people don't have the fear of God. They don't have the Holy Ghost. They believe I don't know if they've repented. I don't know if they've been baptized in the water and, and blood, according to Scripture. Born again. I don't know. But in the latter, in the last days, 
when God does pour this out, we'll see it because it'll be a huge harvest. It'll be won by the move of the Spirit of which you're going to witness, then the preaching of Jesus Christ, and them being radically born again. And people are going to witness this. Verse 44, now all who believed were together continuously because of the anointing of God, and they had all things in common because of the fruit of the Spirit. That scripture is expanded a little bit. Okay. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided it, or divided them among them all. They divided it. They divided their, their possessions among them all who had need. So they divided up so they could take care of one another, those who were in need. Then that's great faith to do that. That's a real tight family is what I would say. And I don't know any church body that would do that. I'm not sure if I could do that, pull that off. That would be really, that's a very tight church family when they operate as a, a family unit to do that. They put everything together as one and give it to people as they need it within the family. They continued daily in unity in their faith and the gospel and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and, and simplicity of heart. I think they're referring to the disciples or the apostles here. I don't think the apostles had very uh, a lot of places to go, so this 120 somehow split up and, and just circulated and ministered to the people, preaching the gospel, tell them what they knew of Christ, because they had interaction with Christ. They saw him in person before and after, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And people wanted to have part of that. Praising God and having favor with all people. They're thanking God for everything. And because of people saw the work of God over them, they had favor with people. People would do favors for them. This is why I was telling you. Sometimes people sense that I'm a man of God and they will do something kind for me, nice for me without me asking. Pastor, I perceive that I would like to do this. The Lord's telling me to do this for you. I'd like to do this for you because I see God's work through you and in you, and I want to bless you because I want to bless God. There's people who do that, and this is what's happening. And that's what I'm telling you. If, you. if you want to see a church grow, start. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. See signs and wonders and miracles, and people will definitely show up because they want to see the works of God. They definitely want to you know, be part of it in some capacity. And because they see that God's hands over it, they're going to bless it. They're going to bless ministry as a result of it. People bless ministries in which they see the hand of God upon. Amen. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the group who profess Christ and the gospel daily those who were being saved. Amen. Wow, that went by quick. What I want to do is just pray for a minute. Um, I went by quicker than I thought. But we just wrapped up Acts chapter 2. And here's the thing. This is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that things cannot be fulfilled without 
Christ being obedient to the Father. The Father God sent his Son because he loved you. And if you don't know God, I'm going to tell you how to know God, how to begin to know God. First of all, believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Just as Peter mentioned and talked about to the other Jews, believe. Believe he's the Son of God, that he died, he shed his blood. And you cannot get rid of your sins except by his blood. And because you are repenting and coming clean, if you will, you get to reset. You get to restart. You get to start new. That's what the expression of being born again. And allow the Spirit of God to fill you and operate. All you got to do is believe and repent. Trust and walk with God. And you'll see your life change dramatically. There'll be things that you used to do that you don't want to do. And there's things that you never did that you want to start doing. Because that's the the Lord showing you how he wants your life to be. It's very simple. Trusting and believing Jesus is the Son of God first and foremost. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry I've done these things and I'm like this. Change me. Baptize me in your blood. Make me a new person. Fill me with your Holy Ghost. If that's your heart's desire, call in tonight. Our number is listed right there on the screen, 602-753-1977. If you'll press 1, we'll know that you want to speak to us. And we'll minister to you. What about that? Chuck, would you like to introduce our caller Yes, uh, this is April calling in. April, go ahead. You're on with the colonel. Hi, Pastor. Hey, April, how are you? I am blessed and highly favored today. I've I've called for two reasons. First and foremost, before I get to my testimony, I would like to ask you to to pray for our brother Davey, who's listening in Witness Project right now. Um, He's having problems with his lungs. He's having a hard time breathing, and I just want to stand in, in the gap for him right now and and ask you to pray over him what's his name david his name's david i call him davy big brother soldier of the cross is what he's listening as who he's listening to what his name is in witness project right now okay could he not call in tonight oh he he's uh coughing so much uh his lungs are bothering him so bad he's coughing so much that he can't talk and he's trying to save his strength to uh preach the gospel tomorrow so Oh, okay. So he's a pastor of some sort. Well, he uh, he does broadcast on on Mixler, and he's tra- standing in the gap for others and trying to train the church up, you know. And uh, he's being attacked at every angle. Oh, yeah. So understand that. Okay. All right. Um. All right. So, David, this is what I want you to do, being that you're listening. I want you to place your hands over your abdomen where your lungs would be over your rib cage. And I need everyone, April, if you don't mind, just repeat after me as if you're David, since you're standing in the gap, I need everyone to just repeat after me in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lungs be healed. Lungs be healed. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. Airways open. Airways open. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Spirits of infirmity go. Spirits of infirmity go. And do not come back. And do not come back. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All lung disease go. All lung disease go. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be restored in the name of Jesus. And be restored in the name of Jesus. Okay. This is why I need him on the phone because I need to find out what has happened. So um, if, uh, I'm sure as soon as he can catch a breath, he'll be calling you. <laughs> okay, very good. Ooh, Praise the Lord be with me. Ooh, Pastor, I have a testimony. <laughs> okay, go ahead, April. What is it? Ooh. First of all, I just want to say Jesus is alive. He is mm-hmm. here, and he wants to love you and to set you free. Those who know me know that I started my walk in 2012 with the Lord, and I've been trying to break free from the cha- the chains since. It's been a struggle, and it's been a battle, and it's brought me to my knees several times. Oh, Lord. And today, me as a strong man over my life, he showed me where I allowed it to come in. So I began to pray and ask the Lord to re- to forgive me for that and to break that off of me. And I went to my mom's shed and I began to pray and I got up and I reached for a bucket and the Satan, he was fighting me every step of the way. He threw me into the lawnmower and tried to break my leg. I said, Satan, you ain't got no more hold on me no more. This has got to be done. And Jesus broke that altar down today. And he gave me back. He gave me back my life. Praise God. Thank you. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't let me not call in and, and share with everybody who's been praying with me. And for me, so I just want to say, God, thank you for all those who are standing in the front lines in the gap for others. Lord, for those who stand with us and don't give up on us. And Lord, thank you most of all for loving a sinner like me. Yes. Touch her, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I just wanted to let you know, Pastor, that your prayer is paid off. Wow. And for everybody who's been praying for me. April, would you like to receive the Holy Ghost tonight? Yes, with all my heart. Yeah, I'm talking about receive the Holy Ghost with the gifts. Yes. Okay. I think that your heart is ready. So this is what I want you to do. You're 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 tracking. You're you're in love with Jesus. You're so thankful. You're so humbled. Your heart is right. You're ready to receive the Holy Ghost now. You've repented. Now just 
let me just pray real quick and then then I'll take you through some things. Father, I thank you for April. I Lord, I just thank you for the deliverance and the salvation, the liberation you've given her. And Lord, I ask you to fill her tonight with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking new tongues. And Lord, if you would move upon her and begin to use her in a mighty way, just as the disciples were used when they were filled with the power of and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Lord, let others who are, who are listening tonight, let them also receive those who want to receive the, the Holy Ghost. Let them receive it, those who want. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, April, you were, you were on the right track. You were worshiping the Lord. You were praying. Now what I need you to do is stop thinking about your thoughts and what you want to say and how it should sound, but just begin to release your tongue and just begin to allow your, the, the, the Holy Spirit give utterance or give the, the, the way your tongue. Don't try to make it do anything. Just let it go. Receive the Holy Ghost now. Receive the baptism of fire and spirit in the name of Jesus. Just continue to do that. There you go. Let it go. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Spirit. Begin to speak. Begin to speak. Just let it go. Let it flow. There you go. Begin to feel her and others listening tonight, Lord, as it as the Holy Spirit begins to touch their hearts. There we go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Begin to feel her, Lord, with the gifts. Oh, glory. Yes, hallelujah. I'm going to prophesy over you now, April. You you now have the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in tongues. I know it wasn't a lot, but it doesn't have to be a lot. The Lord says, haven't I promised you these things? Remember when I told you so when you doubted and didn't have any belief because it seemed so far and distant from you. But the Lord says, I've always been there. For I came to heal the broken heart, set the captives free, and to liberate the oppressed. For you are free indeed tonight, my daughter, and you are free. Celebrate, celebrate, for my love is abound upon you. It's been assigned to you, for my grace is sufficient, and my mercy does endure forever. For you will continue to experience my grace and mercy, and you will grow in me. For my hand is upon you, my favor is upon you. For your life has seemed like it's just been tough go, tough go. 
disappointments and setbacks and hurt and pain and heartache. But let me tell you something, my daughter, for I've come to heal you and deliver you. For I've closed up the gates and the doors of the evil one. But now it's time for you to walk and stand in, in me, in the faith. Just stand and let me do your bidding for you, my child. For I love you, dear, and I will work through you, and I will do things on your behalf, things that you don't even see, things that are done in the spirit, things that are done in spirit. For the Lord says that he has given you favor. The Lord says he has given you a place, and he's setting you apart in a place. The Lord says he's taking you out of the desert place and putting you into a new land. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise you, Jesus. All right, Pastor, thank you very much. I'm going to let somebody else talk to you. Praise God. I hope to hear from you soon. If you have anything, any comments, or you have any testimonies you want to send in, you may go to seedtimeharvest.net and send me a note. You can register on our website, and you can follow us on our various platforms, Seedtime Harvest Ministries, and on our Facebook fan page. You may follow us there. Okay. Well, Chuck, would you like to introduce our next caller? Yes, this is Raymond calling in for prayer. Go ahead, Raymond. You're on with the colonel. Hello, Raymond. Welcome. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Dayton, Ohio. Okay. What do you want the Lord um, to do for you tonight, Raymond? Well, I, I really need a healing. Um, I'll try to make it short somewhat, but it just started in 2013. I ended up catching a rare disease that's Really, like 47% of men in the United States get. It's uh, autoimmune hepatitis. It's mostly commonly known in women. But through the years, it progressed to full-blown cirrhosis of the liver. And, you know, I've been taking medication, and I'm on disability, but lately my medication has been weaning off, but I'm not satisfied. I want to be healed. I want to go back to work. I, I, I'm struggling just living off on, on social, I say, on disability. There's more I can do in my life. Sure. And I'm just, and I'm just tired. And, you right. know, I need a new liver. But I believe God can give me that. And I also need prayer also for healing in my marriage and separated right now. It's been since January that uh, I've been separated from my wife and my family and I love them and I need healing in that area too. Okay. Raymond, do you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Yes. Okay. Have you, when was the last time you repented of your sins? Today. Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, I, I have to ask those things because we've never met, and I just kind of need to know if we're on this, in agreement in those things. <clears throat> All right. Raymond, what I want you to do is place your hand 
in the small, uh, uh, right over the right side of your rib cage, at the bottom of your rib cage on the right side. And I need everyone to repeat after me that's listening so that Raymond can be healed tonight. All right, you ready, Raymond? Yes. In the name of Jesus. Repeat after me, Raymond. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of be Jesus. Be healed. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Liver disease go. Liver disease go. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All curses go. All curses go. Liver be healed and restored. Liver be healed and restored. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All cells regenerate in the name of Jesus. All cells regenerate in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, liver in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, liver functions properly. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Organs be healed and restored. Organs be healed and restored. Spirit of infirmity, go in the name of Jesus. Spirit of infirmity, go in the name of Jesus. Generational curses, go in the name of Jesus. Generational curses, go in the name of Jesus. All right, Raymond, did you feel anything happening to your body? I'm just getting this heavy breathing right now. This very heavy breathing. Like it's uh like if I felt like I ran a mile, you know, I'm trying to catch my breath. Okay. All right, place your hand there, we're gonna do some more. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Spirits assigned to deliver, go. Spirits assigned to deliver, go. Every foul devil, go in the name of Jesus. Every foul devil, go in the name of Jesus. Curses of adultery and fornication, go in the name of Jesus. Curses of adultery and fornication, go in the name of Jesus. Liver be healed and restored in the name of Jesus. Liver be restored and healed in the name of Jesus. What's happening? Like I feel like weight on my shoulders on both of them. You feel weight on your shoulders? Yes, like if someone's like pushing down. That may be the glory of God because the glory of God is heavy. Did you know that? A scripture. Yes, yes, I yes. I know what you mean. I felt the glory before the heaviness of that. But also, the reason I mentioned 
uh, adultery about the liver is because scripture says that adultery is like a, an arrow in the liver or a dart in the liver. Mm. And that's why I mentioned that. All right. I'm not saying yeah. you've done those things, but it may be a generational thing that could have been passed down. So we want yeah, to address I used, Yes, I used to be caught up in pornography and womanizing. Mm-hmm. And, okay. you know. Okay. All right. How do you, anything else happening? No, no, I, it's just a, how do you say it? I, it, it, it's like you feel the, the presence of the God, you know, the, that, 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 that heaviness, like when he came into the temple and it says that the priest could not stand still, that they had to, that they dropped to their knees. Yeah. They fell upon their faces because they had the fear of God. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's let's minister to your marriage now. You don't have yes, to. Please. You don't have to uh, say anything. I'll just pray and minister in that way. Father, I, I lift up Raymond to you. I thank you for healing and touching his body and restoring him. And Lord, now you make all things restored. For you're the restorer. You're the rebuilder. You're the you're the one that puts things in order, Lord. And I ask you to bring healing and restore the marriage, Lord, that you would bring forgiveness into the, into the circle, Lord, where, where people can forgive one another for things perceived, wrongs that were perceived or wrongs that had been done, Lord, so there could be repentance and forgiveness and reconciliation, Lord. Lord, that you would heal this marriage, Lord. Heal his body, heal his marriage, heal his wife, heal the, heal, heal the family, Lord. And, Lord, that you would shut the mouths of people who are talking bad things about them both, Lord. That you would keep people from saying negative things, but they would bring hope and reconciliation and, and uh, things that would bring joy back into life of, these, of this family. Also, Lord, I ask you to... Give Raymond something to do. Give him a job. He wants to work. He wants to be productive. He hates what he's going through, Lord. It's not, it's not the coming of a man. And, Lord, I ask you to restore Raymond's dignity, restore his faculty, restore his confidence in, in just being a man and, and, and being able to take care of himself and his family, Lord. For this, this is a depressing situation. And, Lord, I ask you to pour your spirit of living water upon it, Lord, to bring life back into him, bring life back into his marriage and life into his productivity so that he may be fulfilled as a man in these ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Colonel. Thank you. You know, I've been uh, standing on the scripture all this weekend you know, the scriptures in uh, Numbers uh, 23, verse 19, and it says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor he said a man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? And I stand on that. And I stand on wow. that. Thank you. 
good. Amen. Well, um, yeah. follow us on Facebook at Seed Time Harvest Ministries. Uh, also, you you may want to uh, join our newsletter at our website at seedtimeharvest.net. Keep me posted on what's happening in your life. Like to hear about it. Like to continue prayer. How did you hear about us? Yes. Oh uh, well, I've been here before, but uh, Sister D and Brother Greg told me, you know what? Why don't you come in here and have the Colonel pray over you so you can get healing? Amen. And well, you know, I'm, I'm good at following instructions, so I said, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I mean, yeah. what? I, I mean, what do I got to lose? Right? There's nothing, not in Christ. Except my life, you know. Yeah. So there's more to gain. But yes, thank you, Colonel. I do appreciate you, my brother. You are a yeah. blessing, not only in my life, but in many others. And keep doing the work of God. May He be mm. glorified in you. God bless you. Amen. Good night. Good night. Oh. Chuck, do we have another caller? Yes, this is Melissa. Melissa, you're on with the Colonel. Hello, Melissa. Where are you calling from tonight? Um, San Jose, California. From California. What part yeah. of California tonight? San Jose. San Jose. I'm sorry. Okay, San Jose. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, um, tough area. <laughs> <laughs> well, Melissa. That's all. Yes. What do you want the Lord to do for you tonight? Um, it seems like ever since I have um, um, started fellowshipping with um, a, some strong believers, mm-hmm. I've been um, just really plagued with rejection and a spirit of rejection and fear, and it's really thrown my discernment off. And okay. I don't want to hurt anyone because I can see how the enemy's been um, giving me some lies, and I've caught the lies. But I've also seen how the Lord Lord has stopped. stopped what does that have to do lies. with fellowshipping with Christians? I don't. You lost me there. You said ever well, since I started fellowshipping with Christians. Okay, or... it's just a strong group who are really strong in the Lord. Uh huh. And and they're just really ready to. Um, Take on the enemy. Okay. And I'm I'm learning how to fight. I'm learning uh-huh. what um, the unseen world is and how to um, overcome it, and just to fight, and you know how to pray and and to understand it. And so in that, I am I am just. It just seems like, especially recently in the past, like two or three weeks, it's. Um, his darts just seem to come at me, but I'm able to stand. But I'm just really today. I'm just really seem to be plagued with um, fear. Okay, fear of what? Not hearing right, not discerning right, and it's just overcoming me. And it not wasn't there before. Okay, are you afraid? You're, okay, let me. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but let me ask this question. Yeah. So you you think that perhaps you're hearing the the not the will of God, but you're hearing your own your own thoughts that you think or could be confused with 
what you think God may be telling you. Yes. And I think the enemy may be trying to use me. You think the devil may be trying to use you? What did you say? Yes, by placing thoughts in my head. Well, that, uh, you know, that, that's life. The, the scripture says that, that God is searching the hearts of men and testing their minds. Look, the majority of the battlefield is in your head. Okay. And we all have it. Okay. You know, uh, we all get things in our head, mm-hmm. but we, we take our thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So stop operating with the things that you're hearing and, and operate in the spirit. That's the difference. Well, the Allow thing the... is, yeah, Go my ahead. spirit is very drawn. My spirit says, is really drawn to these people. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Be drawn. Uh-huh. You know, because okay. you, you have you have a bond, you have a connection, you have a familiar spirit. And I and I say that in a familiar spirit in a good way, that you have the the spirit of God, the spirit of the Lord upon you. I believe and, that. And just go where the spirit leads you and stop. And, and those things that you think that are not the truth, then you take those captives and then ask the Lord to to, to show you the right things. You know, like, okay, Lord, this is what I hear. In my mind, but I don't know if it's the spirit. Now, now, please clarify for me, because you know he's not a he's not a god of confusion. I know, I know. That's that's the whole thing. And here's I understand thing. that. It's not yeah. fear. You know, it's not the Lord because He gives us love, power, and a sound mind. If I you, know. If you doubt it, then then you probably don't have a sound mind because you're confused. You're not sure of yourself. So that can't be of the Lord. Right. Amen? So let me just pray over you. Okay. okay? Um, and let me just say this, that you can't walk in faith if you have fear. I know. Okay? You're either walking in faith or you're not walking because you have fear. And you have to walk in the spirit. You can't buy, walk by sight. Okay? You have to walk by faith. You have to walk in the things and not seen things hoped for. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let me just—I'm just giving you scriptures. I mean, these are things are popping know, in my mind as, as you're talking here, as I can minister to you, and I hope it yes. ministers to other people. Yes. Father, I thank you for Melissa, and Lord, I ask you to move upon her and give her the clarity of mind, give her the purpose. Lord, let her know your will and not guess your will. Lord, that you would stop her. If she goes in the right in the wrong place, Lord, that you would not let her go left or right, but she would go forward. But let her let her answers be yes and amen to your will. In the name of Jesus, I bind all confusion and fear. You must go now. Yes. Go. Yes. All go. unbelief, doubt, all fear. Go in the name of Jesus. Come out. Yes. Come out in the name of Jesus. You yes. have no place there. Come out. Right. He's a believer of Jesus Christ. Yes. Trust in him. All confusing and and contradictory thoughts go in the name yes. of Jesus. Go, go. now. Go. We bind you in the name of Jesus. Yes. Leave her. In Jesus' name, yes. Now give me a second. Let me just seek the Lord for a second.
The Lord says, I don't know what this means, but I'm going to tell you what the Lord says, and it, it, it must mean something to you. The Lord says, you're my eight ball. And the Lord says that if, if you go the wrong direction, you lose. The good thing is the eight ball is how you win. And the Lord says, you're my eight ball. I never shoot wrong. You never go where I don't want you to go. You go exactly where you where I go. So he's, his reference is talking about shooting pool, eight ball. Uh-huh. The Lord says, I will sink you in the hole that I want. And that's a good thing. Don't take it as a negative thing. I don't know why he's talking to me in this way. I don't know if you shoot pool or what. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. The Lord says, I will sink you in the pocket that I need you. I will call the pocket and I will place you in it. Don't worry, for I have you in my sights, and I have you in my control, for I'm the master of the table, and I put the balls where I want them. But I have the final say. I have the final shot, for I will place you, and I will win victory. For it is my sending you into the place or the pocket of my choice. That brings me victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Amen. I could totally relate to what you're saying and understand it. That picture, I could see it. I really get it. Well, praise God. I, I, praise I just, God. I hesitated because I was like, oh, Lord, you want me to talk about an eight ball? How? You know, I, like, I know oh, an eight ball of all things. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you. Praise God. Thanks for calling. And and do you know the name of the ministry? Do you know the name of our ministry? Of yours? Yes. Yeah. I what have is it, it all booked. I've looked through it. I've already looked through it. And researched you did. it. You went yes. to the website? Yes. Oh, so what what's what's the name of it? Um, Sea Time Harvest or or the other one and then there's another one um that's in Australia. Yeah, the yeah the Witness Project they're operating. Yeah, you got it right. Seed Time Harvest Ministries, or you can go to the website seedtimeharvest.net. Thank you for going there. You made me you made my day that you actually know. There's a lot of people call in who don't even know the name of the ministry. They don't know the website. They don't do anything. So what I'd like for you to do, Melissa, is yes. follow up on Facebook at Seed Time Harvest. I don't ministries. have Facebook. Okay, well, another social media, so whatever whatever you like. But uh, thank you for going to the website, and thank you for calling in tonight. And please participate in MixLR Witness Project. There's a wonderful group of prayer warriors there that can yeah. continue to walk with you. And if you go to the website, make sure that you sign up or, or you know give permission for us to send you uh, a newsletter when, whenever we get around to writing one. <laughs> Okay. I don't write I well. Very good. Okay. Praise God. Thank you. Calling in. Good night. Thank you. God bless. Well, we only have just another uh, twenty minutes or, or less tonight, and and just want to well, praise God. Good callers. Thank you, our friends on Witness Project who are sending people in to call in. Thank you, Rick Palmer. So nice to have you, Manjo. Nice to have you. Dave and, and Nicole, praise God, our Canadian neighbors. Nice to have you with us tonight. 
uh, awesome, awesome night in the Lord. I hope that you enjoyed our teaching. And uh, we got quite a few there on Witness Project tonight. We have Rebecca. We have the Blue Green Cats. Tracy, have you? Steve, okay. I think you're the Steve I know. Jesus, my rock. Soldiers of the Cross. And then Melissa. And the gangsta, the warrior bride, and Greg, and everybody else. Okay, praise God. Good crowd tonight. Had a good turnout on Facebook. People coming and going. That's fine. Maybe, you know, it's, it's a Sunday night. All right. Well, I'm going to turn it over to our friend Steve and Greg. If they want to close out tonight, you may do so. Are you guys connected? Yep. All right. Chuck, do you have anything to add? Just to say that it was a good night, and I'm happy to uh, uh, see people calling in and asking for prayer. And it was a good message, so thank you. Thanks, Brother Chuck, for being such a loyal helper to Sea Time Harvest Ministries in a moment with the colonel. Well, that's all I have. I don't know how Steve and those guys... Uh, not yet in audio, but will be shortly. Well, you guys need to connect because I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'll give you maybe a couple more moments. I don't know what I can talk. Oh, let me mention this. Tonight uh, is my first time to announce it. The second Saturday of May, I will be going to the Gathering Church in Antioch, Tennessee. It's a large home church, and I'll be doing session one of School of Authority Evangelism. If you would like to go, please contact me. I will send you the mailing address so that, or the, the ad, location of the address is what I meant to say, so that you can come. It'll start at 2 p.m. Saturday afternoon. You want to get there early because the place builds up. I did it last year. They've asked me to come back. And everybody, as far as I know, everybody who wanted healing received healing. And I don't do it. I let the other people do it. I teach them how to heal like Jesus did. It's incredible school of authority evangelism, which Chuck mentioned it in our opening uh, time there. And um, thanks, Steve, for your comments. Appreciate it. And all the people making great comments. Thank you. I can't name them all. But anyway, let me know. I'm going to try to prepare an announcement that will go out via email. Those who are in our contacts of our website will send you if th- those who want to go. Would love to have you, love to see you, uh, see you, meet you if we have time. Uh, so it's 2 p.m. on, I think it's Saturday, May 11th, May 11th, at 2 p.m. in Antioch, Tennessee. And, if, and we will get, hopefully get it out soon, but I uh, want to let you know. If you want to be there, if you think you're going to be in town or want to drive in town to attend just one session. And by the way, the, the people who are having us, they are known as prophets. They prophesy and do a lot of it. There'll be a number of prophets in the house. So chances are, if you'll come, you'll receive your healing and receive a prophetic word more than likely over your life. I definitely want to invite you to come. November or November, May 11th, I believe, if, the, if that's Saturday, the second Saturday in May at 2 p.m. Very good. All right. Well, I don't know where Greg and Steve are. 
but I'm ready to call it a night. It's been a wonderful night in the Lord. We had April who received the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I believe we had healings tonight. And we It may be a little bit later before we find out what kind of healing or the, you know, what transformed. But this ministry has been around for several years now, and we've been, we ministered to April early on in our ministry when we started, and we see the fruit of our labors. Praise God. And April, we love you. Thank you. I, I, I know of some of your struggles over the years, and, and my heart's heavy for that, but I know the Lord has a new, new day for you. Praise God. All right. So, Father, we thank you. We glorify you. Thank you for the work that you did. You showed up and you showed out. And thank you for revealing yourself in your spirit tonight. And, Lord, we'd ask you to be with everyone. Lord, just thank you for loving us and dying on the cross for us. And, Father, we thank you for raising up the Christ so that we may raise, be raised like Christ, die with Christ, and be raised up like Christ one day as promised. We glorify you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night, everybody. God bless. Thank you for listening to The Colonel. Coming to you live from the Prophet's Quarter Studio. With God, all things are possible. But we're strong in faith, giving glory to God. And what I pray for myself, I pray for our listeners as they hear. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Moment with the Colonel is a ministry of Seed Time Harvest Ministries. You can visit their website at SeedTimeHarvest.net for more information. I hope you'll listen tonight. And yet he's faithful. He's faithful. And ours is a work of faith. And I think I'll speak in a moment on living by faith. Again, that's SeedTimeHarvest.net. Thank you for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.